Oh, it's okay. Is that what he does? Probably. Just go ahead and skip it. It's okay. We can skip it. We know the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> so I so loved last week. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, that was good. I was telling Lisa. Yeah, last week was a talk. <laughs> it was really good. And yeah. I, I wish I had been recording it. And I thought a couple times I should just start recording now. But then I'm like, well, we're just talking. But then I was like, uh, yeah, this is, I should have been recording this. This got real. Aiden, honey. <laughs> Aiden, will you close the doors on both sides, please? Okay. I thought that was the plan, but. <laughs> um, but, so I, I post, I posted on Facebook today, and I don't have it up to, like, read exactly, but let me see if I have it on here. No. But basically, um, basically saying, you know, kind of talking, just saying I really loved last week, but. My request, my request for people is, if you believe that the Old Testament doesn't apply to you, please stop quoting it to other people. That's, what I, that's my request. If you, don't, if you don't believe the Old Testament applies to you, please stop quoting it at other people. Because it's supposed to be a light shining into your soul and your heart and your mind and showing you your sins and where you need to work and where God's, you know, convicting you of what you're doing. It's not supposed to be a list of things to attack other people with. And, and that's anytime someone starts with, I don't believe the Old Testament applies to me and then proceeds to quote verses from it at you, it's the sins they see in you that they think you should probably fix. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what, if you don't think it applies to you, just let it not apply to anybody. I mean, like, if that's your, if you think it was done away with and it doesn't matter and it doesn't apply, just run with that. Mm-hmm. You'll be a lot more loving. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, just, just teach, teach what you know, because if you don't think it applies to you, you don't know the Old Testament and you should just stop. You should stop applying it. It's quoted yes. in the New Testament, so they're going to be quoted. Yes. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I can understand the, the Jews who don't believe maybe Jesus has come. I don't know if they study the New Testament. But I can understand they point drawing the old away, the beginning, the root. Right. That's like taking the root out of the ground and drawing it away but keep the top part of the plant. Right. Well, and it's like thinking that that you are you with no influence whatsoever from all the generations that came before you. I know. You know? Just, you lose your last name, you're Marie now. You're just Marie. Kind of like Madonna and Cher, you're Marie. Like you have no history. You have no. Yeah, you can be. You can be the woman formerly known as Marie. <laughs> there you go. Formerly known as Marie. <laughs> because if your tree has no roots, right? God forbid a wind come along. In fact, it's you know the desert storms. Our desert trees don't have deep roots. No. And the storms we had last weekend, we got caught driving back from downtown. From the convention and the and the competition Ooh, yeah. on Sunday, I had to get off the freeway because we couldn't I couldn't see the road. Right. And so we're driving down McDowell and trees Well, not yes, but not just that. Wow. The first one we saw though, we're looking at it, and none of us could figure out what it was until we were passing it because what we saw was something falling into a crushed and crumbled cinder block wall. 
But we, but well, we couldn't we, we couldn't tell what it was because what was facing us was all the roots. Oh. And it was the roots, and then the tree, and then it was all like big. It was, and it was not it was not a young tree, so it was pretty big. Um, but it had just fallen in, and the tree, like the leaves, looked like they were filling the back of the yard, like they almost went from wall to wall on the sides. But it had just. And then all the cinder blocks in the middle just crumbled underneath it. But the roots were shallow because desert, you know, desert gives you, when you talk about the, the planter and the seeds, you know, and the, and the harvest and everything, the, the dry ground, it can't take deep root. And so if your understanding of scripture starts with Matthew, yeah. where are your roots? And what happens? That's why we end like up the with old, the old trees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that and that's why we end up with the level of of nuns and duns that we do today. You know, the growing, largest growing religious segment. People who are going, I just don't see what it has to offer me. I don't see any point. I don't. That just yeah, seems just, kind of weird. Seems so old and so weird and sacrificing. Why don't well, it is. Well, and the thing is, you can't you can't make scripture really relevant today without roots, unless you just keep it real shallow. Yeah. But if you really want to understand scripture and be able to apply it to today, it's got to have roots. Right. Because. The roots, you know, the, if, you, if you just walk up to a verse and you go, well, I can read this in English and clearly it means this, I'll go apply that. It will, it will not feed you long term. It's like thinking you can make a journey around the world with, you know, with a little bag of rice. Yeah. Yeah. And no backup. No plan to buy more. You know, your peanut butter and jelly will maybe last you a week or two and then you got the whole rest of the trip with no food. And... And so it's, it's, you know, if you don't, but at, and at the same time, especially when you, you know, when you've got like hybrid trees with things grafted in, kind of like scripture tells us that the church today is, how do you know what tree it really is if you don't know what the roots are? <laughs> you know, if you don't know what, I mean, which was the tree, which is the grafted in part? How do you know if you don't know what the tree is? Yeah. Because you got to know what the tree is to know why was this what grafted, grafted on, right? And what is grafted? Why is this grafted on? What is the goal of production for this? And um, and it's if you don't know what that is, you you can do anything. I mean, you can call it anything. You know, this is a new tree. This is a pluot tree. No, there is no pluot tree. You know, there's hybrid plum apricot trees. But there's not a pluot tree. Yeah. You know, what's a pluot tree? It's probably because they just, you know, people who say that, I think they're just not true enough. They haven't, you know, allowed themselves to right. their And maybe no one's taught them. Well, yeah, that too. You know? If I could say for myself, maybe like, like 20 years ago, I wouldn't have joined this kind of nation. Mm -hmm. I didn't know very much about Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Right. I just... Say that's where the wealth are, and they're good yeah. money, yeah, and that kind of thing, and they are tight with it, yeah, and that you know. But I, as far as anything else, I didn't know much. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, and this, it, you know, keep going back to as we've been reading the the prophets, and and God keeps saying through them, I can't blame the people. Nobody taught them. Yeah. 
Nobody teach you, you don't it, know. You know, if the priests don't know it and don't or know it and don't teach it or don't you know, don't understand it, then then the people won't know it. And and this is it's really why the grace is so much more than we can even fathom because we don't really understand how much grace we're getting. And the more the more sure someone is of their righteousness, I can guarantee you they're getting more grace. Because <laughs> that, that, that ability to say you are sure of your righteousness warrants extra grace. Because <laughs> you're probably hurting people left and right and not knowing it, you know. <laughs> Right. I love that you're sharing that with me. Thank you. Thank you. You want me to play with that? Is there a way to turn? This is a VTech. It'll probably not even have an off button. Really? VTechs don't even have an off button. Oh my goodness. Why don't you take that out in the lobby and you can dance out there? Can you do yeah, that? Go show Mark. Thank you, sweet. Go show Mark and the boys. Share it with Mark. Tell Mr. Bill. Say, say, Crystal said come show this. Okay. Now you <laughs> go show it to Marky. Marky want to do. Come on, go show it. Go show it to Mark. Hurry but, up. Uh, it was, it's what you for her comfortable. Okay, she's show it to Marky. So right. That agrees right. with what she's doing. So it's a lot easier to stay And what happens, though? What happens the second What's you it? hit something that really needs God's touch and you don't know what his touch looks like or why it comes or how it comes and you're facing a situation and all you have is some shallow platitudes of, you know, God loves you. Which, yes, God loves you. But how comforting is that when you're in the depth of despair in your life because that's when the question comes, well, if God loves me, then why is he letting this happen to me? And if you can't answer that, you end up sounding like Job's friends. Yeah. And Job's friends, you know, it's truly with friends like this who needs enemies. It's, you know, they're, know, they're I'm going to come and comfort you. And so far we've encountered, you've taught a lot of people, you've been a big encouragement, but I mean, obviously... God's more random than you thought because if it's really your choices lead to reward or punishment and you're being punished, either God's not really who you think he is or you did something really bad. And, and what's interesting is we wouldn't on our own necessarily go to those two extremes if somebody weren't telling us and obviously, who's telling us that? It's the one who calls God's character into question for us over and over and over again. You know, it is possible to hold in your mind two diverse opinions without believing they conflict unless someone else comes and tells you they conflict. God loves me, and I'm going through a rough time. Both both. And God loving me while I'm going through a rough time is comforting unless 
the accuser comes and challenges and says, well, does God really love you? Because if God really loved you, would he let you go through that rough time? And the answer is, yeah, look at Job. Right. Building my character. Right. And, and, not be, and, and because he knows you're ready. Right. It's not like he's teaching you something like, you better figure out how to muster yourself up this hill, or I'm going to just leave you sliding down. It's, you're ready to hike this hill. Come on. And then when you are, he gives you more. Right. He gives me, you know, found to, the ability to find you guys and to go mm-hmm. deeper. Right. You know, because, you know, in coming here going deeper, you know, um, with the Bible and doing it from a Hebrew's perspective mm-hmm. have made the Bible really come alive. Yeah. That's know, awesome. That's what I found so, yes. when I started studying. I'm like, otherwise, it's three-dimensional. I know. Otherwise, <laughs> just being you know, raised in the Baptist church, and I used to think, gosh, why, did he, why was I there first? But I needed to be there first. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was all my growing process. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when I started Wondering more, asking more questions. You know, not right. my child. Now you're ready for something deeper. But before, if you would to give it to me, I you would appreciate it. You wouldn't have understood it. You wouldn't. You weren't. Ready. Well, and that—that's really what it is. It's, so that's why we, in turn, got to be patient, right? With those right. coming up. Exactly. Still drinking milk. Exactly. You might be because on you more can't. Solids. You can't take Sky and shove a big hunk of steak in her mouth <laughs> and be like, "Why are you not chewing it?" Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's like, "Ah." <laughs> Gummit. Gummit. <laughs> she stopped nursing this like She was like, I don't want a big chunk of what the heck? She Did somebody about me? say steak? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Sorry. but that's how we, everybody's on different levels. Some people are right. on milk, some people are on, you know, baby food. And on or, different levels. Or even if they're steak. your mate. Right. You know me and my mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and. That's yeah. why, that's why, you know, when you, when you understand the four levels of Hebraic thought and study, mm-hmm. it makes sense because until you're asking the questions, mm-hmm. the answers won't be, mean anything to you. Right. If you're asking the question, then you want the answer. Like that Exodus movie that when they yeah. died, they're trying to figure out. Yeah, we told her about it. I love yeah. it. Did you see it yet? No, she hasn't seen it. I should have brought no, it. No, no, no. I, I do. I'm going to try and watch it's it, though. I got it today. I know. I was like, shame on you. We're not expecting this. But he kept asking the questions. He kept digging deeper. He kept. And I mean, the bizarre answers. The answers were ridiculous. Isn't it the stupidest arguments ever? Yeah. Yes, yes, Sarah. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason why. Because it don't fit in your time period. Right. Well, and that's that's not. Let me let me go ahead and ask your question out loud because I, I without having it on speaker, I'll have to I'll repeat it. But and, and I will address that because that's a good point. Um, is that you know what do you say to the mother who's had some horrible crime happen to their children because it's not going to be comforting to say, well, God thought you were ready to walk through that. Right. And 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 no, that yeah, that is absolutely not, no, true. No. That's absolutely no, I true. I would never say that to nobody because there's because there's a difference between evil Mm -hmm. and hard times. Mm -hmm. Evil happens because mankind invited evil into the world. Right. 
mankind, you know, because God gave us free will, people choose to do horrible, evil things to other people. And over and over in scripture, it's very clear that God is on the side of the victim. And, and the person who does wrong is, there's, no, there's not an excuse for that. There is grace and there is mercy for that person at the point they get to the point of understanding what they've done and repenting. And, and God, you know, God's not going to keep them up from a relationship with him. In fact, God says, you, you need me more because you're doing, you know, you're harming people. His, his justice, his mercy, not in the, you know, you can get away with it, but in the, you really, really need me. And, and you know, that you hear a lot of the, the, you know, the prison testimonials, you know, and right. it, was, it was until I actually had to face the consequences of what I'd done, until I was stopped from having access to my sins, I start, you know, then I started realizing, oh, I have a problem. And, and you know, so there, there's what God's word says to the perpetrator of those things. But God's word to the victim and the victim's families is always, God will see you through it. But God didn't do that. God didn't, you know, allow, God didn't want that. God didn't, that wasn't God's, you know, I'm going to create this family and I'm going to make sure that they go through all these horrible things. Right. And, and it's one of those situations where I would never suggest God does it for a particular reason, but in the midst of that, it will be it will be a time of uh, you know those crisis points in our lives. Similarly to what Job is going through, they are the times where we go. I got to get down to my foundation of what I believe, and if something's not working for me, I need to figure out why. And, and I, I want to understand, you know, it's, and it is that point where lots of people walk away because they can't deal with God, you know, a God who isn't able to take care of them in the way that, that they're thinking they need. And, and I understand that, but that's where I really come to believe that that means what you were taught about God is limited and and you're, you know, in our in our limited understanding, it's that like she was saying, you know, if we've if we've got a shallow understanding of something, it's not going to hold us through the hard times. You know, the people who did best in the Great Depression were the people who had stores and they had resources and they had skills they could trade and they had you know, or they had money before it, and and yet lots of families survived and learned lots from it. So it's not that I would say. You know, it's all okay. What happened is all okay because God loves you. It's that you're going through something hard, right? And well, God loves you. That's I right. always, I always look at it through parenting eyes. Now that I have so many little ones, <laughs> and you know, Mark being my oldest, it's a lot of times. You know, I'm just like, oh wow, okay, <laughs> get it, because it's like, you know, when he was younger. When I told him to stop doing something, I would go and physically, no, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, he stopped. He did no, nope, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And then as he got older, it was like, okay, I'm going to say this because I've already shown you. you he's still so young. It, and then you do it. He's right? still so young, I mean, no, a hundred times. 
what I'm saying is, now he's older, he can comprehend a lot better. Right. I shouldn't have to physically go over there and move my Yes, you I, should at his age, girl. No. Oh, you so should. So, you so should. I don't. I don't. But my point is You don't that, want to. No, I'm not going to. I refuse because you're old enough to understand. He's not old that. enough. <laughs> I should just stop. It's cool. Yeah, no, I don't. Trust me, because you think they're old enough, and then you're going to get to the next age. You're going to get to, he's going to be 10, and you're going to go, oh, he was such a baby then. Why was I expecting so much from him? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I understand your point. I do understand your point. I think, I think that one of the, one of the hard things is, um, one of the, one of the reasons people struggle so much is because, most people in the church, because it's all it's flawed people. You know, I'm not. This isn't a criticism of the church. This is a. If if we respond like Job's friends and we don't know how to just be with someone in tragedy, right? If we don't know how to point them to the lamentations and the psalms of lamentation, if we don't know how to say I don't know, right? Then the idea that there has to be an answer and I have to figure it out right now that drives us is it leaves us with lacking answers. Right. Um, it leaves us, it leaves us, you know, trying to comfort somebody who's sitting on a trash heap, scraping their open wounds with some Hallmark card, yeah. you know, I and think your, your presence and kind words go much further than you know, this happened because God's trying to tell you something. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. somebody do something, say something ridiculous like that. And just yeah, it's like. Throw the whole thing off and you're like, what? Yeah. You know, like the guy told me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, so God had to allow my son to die so he could tell right. me something. I'm right. I'm pretty sure he's got, he built all of this. Yeah, he could have told me lot. another, he could have <laughs> sent a memo. I'd have read the email. Yeah. You know, why why do you have to do this? Yeah, and that's your opinion anyway, you know, which mm-hmm. right. I don't share. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And if and that's the whole thing. If your opinions But right now I'm condemn people. I need your kindness, right. your lovingness. And and when people are going through that, it that's what right. it is. It's an opportunity for God's people mm-hmm. to show love and kindness right. to the person hurting. Yeah. Not to engage in theological debate, not to prove your level of understanding, not to, you know. Well, maybe you're right, but I don't. I'm not going to see it. Not in all the pain I'm in. Mm-hmm. How am I going to see that? Right. <laughs> yeah. And and that's where people say, "Well, where is God in this? Where are His people?" That's where yeah, He is. That song say, "You're my hands. You're my." Hands. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That song. I, I forgot what that guy said, but it's a really good song. Right? He asked God, where was he? God said, I created you. Right. So he said, why? Oh, you know it? The song? Yeah. He asked him why nobody was doing anything about it. He said, that's why I created you. Yeah. Right. And so he was saying that God's love has so many doors. Mm-hmm. Basically, we are the doors. Yes, we are. We're the hands, we're the feet. Mm-hmm. Well, and if, you know, if all we do is sit and not get up and do it, then... Then people will go, well, where's God in this? Yeah. And, and there are times where resources are taken away from one person or one group and given to another because they weren't put to where God was giving them to go, <laughs> you know? And, you know, and when people go through, when people are going through tough times, 
we need to not be the friends of Job. And if when we're in a Job place, we need to not listen to the accuser talking through the friends. Right. And, and, and let that cause it. If we, if we can keep ourselves from questioning God's character, we'll get through okay. We'll get through okay. So, so we're going to get to Job's answer to his friend last time. His friend last time, he was all, you know, but you said this, and yet this is happening. So by your own standard, that means you did something horrible. Or I had this dream, you know, where, where it didn't work that way. And, and you know, so then Job answered, truly I know that it is so, but how can man be just with God? If he is pleased to contend with him, he can't answer him one time in a thousand. God, who is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who has hardened himself against him, or who has hardened himself against him and prospered. In other words, if you harden yourself against God, mm-hmm. where is, how is that ever going to bring good to you? He removes the mountains and they don't know it when he overturns them in his anger. He shakes the earth out of its place, its pillars tremble. He commands the sun and it doesn't rise and seals up the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. He makes the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the rooms of the south. He does great things past finding out, yes, marvelous things without number. Behold, he goes by me, and I don't see him. He passes on also, but I don't perceive him. Behold, he snatches away. Who can hinder him? Who will ask him, what are you doing? God will not withdraw his anger. The helpers of Rahab stoop under him. How much less shall I answer him? And so who was Rahab? Oh, yeah, the one who um, hid the... um... In Jericho. Yeah, Jericho. Yeah. And this Orion, is that the universe? It's the, yeah, the constellations. Yeah. Okay. And in the Hebrew, it's, you know, were they calling it the Greco-Roman names? Probably not, but it's, it's, if they, if they translate it to the constellations that they were calling it then, we would go, what? <laughs> so basically the constellations, okay. you know, the constellations in the sky. And what's the Pleiades? The Pleiades? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a cluster of stars. Um, and what's interesting, what's interesting is, and we looked at this, we looked at this years ago, but the, the whole, the constellations um, that mark out the, the months, you know, the, the um, when you start them in around the time of Rosh Hashanah, they actually go through and tell the story of Messiah. I know. Where do you find that? I was telling my sister. Just Google constellations telling story of Messiah. Yeah, and okay. it should come up. Okay. Huh? Rosemary. I yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't remember the she couldn't, order. She couldn't remember the, yeah, the order of Because I can never remember all the Right, so I wanted to get the it thing. right Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, go and read it before you just find, like, find a good one. Because some of them end up sounding wacky. So, I mean, even though they're saying the same thing that other people say reasonably, I don't, I hate it when I pull up a wacky place. And I'm like, oh, you make this sound stupid. <laughs> I'm just going to buy that. <laughs> so, God, um, the helpers of Rahab stoop under him. How much less shall I answer him and choose my words to argue with him? Though I were righteous, yet I wouldn't answer him. So how, you know, so what? I'm going to argue with God. God, God is just and perfect. Like he moves past me and I don't even know he's there. Who's and talking here? Job. Job. Job saying, oh, you know, so 
So I'm going to think I'm so righteous that I can go challenge God, really? Mm. Um, I would make supplication to my judge. If I had called and he had answered me, yet I wouldn't believe that he listened to my voice. For he breaks me with a storm and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not allow me to catch my breath, but fills me with bitterness. Um, Nine. I think Bill's out there. Um, Oh, Aiden? Did you go to the next page? Oh, wait. There, now oh, it's it <laughs> It's behind me, so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, now it is. I was still seeing the bear. And the- gotcha. Okay. For he breaks me with a storm and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not allow me to catch my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a matter of strength, behold, he is mighty. If of justice, who says, will he, will, uh, who, who says he will summon me? So who's going to call God before the, ju- the court? Who's going to say, I bring charges against God. You know, let's, let's, let's put him on trial here. You're a crazy person? Yeah. <laughs> he says, though I am righteous, my own mouth shall condemn me. Though I am blameless, it shall prove me perverse. I am blameless. I don't respect myself. I despise my life. So he's saying, I know I haven't done anything to warrant this, and yet if I accuse God of doing wrong in what I'm in, in allowing this to happen, then I wouldn't be blameless. Mm-hmm. You say, you know, cause he's kind of in this catch 22 and he's, and he knows it. And that's what he's wrestling with. Yeah. He's in this horrible things are happening to me. I didn't do anything to deserve it, mm-hmm. but I'm not God. So who am I to say I didn't deserve it? And if I say I didn't deserve it, then I become worthy of it. You know, and, and so the question of not where's God in this, why is God allowing this? Job's asking the right question. Job isn't saying, why is God doing this to me? He's saying, I don't even have the mind to fathom why God's allowing this to happen. I need to challenge myself and ask myself, how am I going to go through this? How do I remain blameless in the midst of all of this? How do I remain righteous when all of this is happening? Um, or as one of the, the speakers at PalCon last year had said, when, you know, especially when you're dealing with single people and, and, you know, and homosexuals, and you just when you, know, when you go in and you go, well, God says in your situation you need to remain celibate. Good luck with that. You know, <laughs> as opposed to... This is your situation. This is what I understand scripture to say. That's hard. Let me sit here with you and lean into the pain. How can I support you? How can I love you? How can I help you? How can I, you know, encourage you? What can I do? Um, So verse 22, it is all the same. Therefore, I say he destroys the blameless and the wicked. If the scourge kills suddenly, he will mock at the trial of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. If not he, then who is it? Now my days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They have passed away as the swift ships, as the eagle that swoops on the prey. If I say I will forget my complaint, I will put off my sad face and cheer up. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that you will not hold me innocent. You know, and how do you sit in that and go... I'm just going to put on a happy face. And yet that's so often what people want to see you do, which is smile about it. Yeah. 
God's waiting for you to change your countenance. God's going to let you suffer till you put, a, put on a happy face. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that you will not hold me innocent. I shall be condemned. Why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me in the ditch. My own clothes shall abhor me, for he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him, that we should come together in judgment. There is no umpire between us that might lay his hand on us both. Let him take his rod away from me. Let his terror not make me afraid. Then I would speak and not fear him, for I am not so in myself. Job 10 says, My soul is weary of my life. And that's such a powerful statement. Mine says, I am just worn out. I'm just worn out. I'm exhausted. I'm done. I know, Tanya, I keep praying for you with everything you have on your plate. You've got so much going on. That when I read this, I think, I bet Tanya's soul is weary in her, of her life. have moments, but most of the time, I'm like, you had a good... Not yeah, <laughs> but even right because you, but that's but there's a difference between yeah let's do this and yeah so cannot do that you're gonna have to take it <laughs> and and that's what, I mean my soul is weary of like my soul is tired of carrying this life around right. this life is heavy I'm done. So he says, I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will tell God, do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. Is it good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh or do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of mortals or your years as man's years that you inquire after my iniquity and search after my sin? Although you know that I am not wicked, there is no one who can deliver out of your hand. And, it, and that's where you go, whoa. And you want to go, Joe, don't you know who you're talking to? But you know he does because that's what he just finished saying. There's no court I can drag him into. There's no judge who, who, who's bigger than him. There's no one who can do this. And so you know what? You, I don't even expect answers, but you want to see. He's like, if I put on a happy face, because remember, they sat there seven days with him before they started condemning him. And they started condemning him after he felt safe, after seven days, to, to express the pain in his soul. And then they're all, you know, cheer up, dude. It's like, no. So he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not challenging God. I don't expect an answer. Who can bring God into court? And yet, you want to know how I feel? You want to know what I'm going through? Let me tell you. I feel like God has pried open the very insides of my soul and put them on display and is picking through them looking for a reason to punish me. I feel like God is saying, Will you sin if I do this? Will you sin if I do this? What if I do this? And I don't know what to do anymore. I know I'm not wicked, but there's no one who can deliver out of your hand. Right. 
Your hands have framed me and fashioned me altogether, yet you destroy me. Remember, I beg you, that you have fashioned me as clay. Will you bring me into dust again? Haven't you poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese? You have clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and loving kindness. Your visitation has preserved my spirit. Yet you hid these things in your heart. I know that this is with you. If I sin, then you mark me. You will not acquit me from my iniquity. If I am wicked, woe to me. If I am righteous, I still shall not lift up my head, being filled with disgrace and conscious of my affliction. If my head is held high, you hunt me like a lion. Again, you show yourself powerful to me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your indignation with me. Changes and warfare are with me. Why then have you brought me out of the womb? Why was I even born? Right. Why was I born? If you knew this was your purpose for me, if you knew that you were just bringing me out so that whether I was righteous or wicked, whether I did what was right or what was wrong, whether I admit my sins or say I don't know what to admit, but if you show me, I'll admit it. If this is what it comes to, why did you bother with me? Why am I here? I wish I had given up the spirit and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Aren't my days few? Cease then. Leave me alone that I may find a little comfort before I go where I shall not return from, to the land of darkness and of the shadow of death. The land dark as midnight of the shadow of death, without any order where the light is as midnight. Like if this is, if this is what my life has come to and this is what I have left, you know what? Just leave me alone. I'll try and find a little comfort before I'm done. I don't know why I was born, but let's just let's start focusing on that death thing. Yeah. Then Zophar the Namathite answered, shouldn't the multitude of words be answered? Should a man full of talk be justified? Should your boastings make men hold their peace? When you mock, shall no man, man make you ashamed? Okay, thanks, Zophar. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming today. Thank you for listening to the depths of my soul crying out in pain and then feeling the need to correct my theology. Let's have that talk now. You, you go ahead and talk. I'm going to scrape my open wounds while you watch. You know, I, I'm gonna just sit on my I'm gonna sit on my dung heap over here. You you go on. You tell tell me why my doctrine's wrong. Tell me how much you understand about what I'm going through. I mean, I know you're on the dung heap with me, but I think that's about where the similarity ends. And you can leave the dung heap and go back into town. For you say, my doctrine is pure. I am clean in your eyes. But oh, that God would speak and open his lips against you, that he would show you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom has two sides. 
Know, therefore, that God exacts of you less than your iniquity deserves. So this is the friend who says, well, by God's grace, you've been saved, but you know you're so wicked in and of yourself that you deserve death. Therefore, anything that you get before that is just mercy. And you know you have those friends. We all do. We all have those people who are like, well, you know, we're worms and, and, and we deserve nothing more than death. So I guess it's mercy that you're alive. You should be grateful for that. Thanks so far. It says, can you fathom the mystery of God or can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are high as heaven. What can you do? They are deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. If he passes by or confines or convenes a court, then who can oppose him? For he knows false men. He sees iniquity also, even though he doesn't consider it. An empty-headed man becomes wise when a man is born as a wild donkey's colt. If you set your heart aright, stretch out your hands toward him. If iniquity is in your hand, put it far away. Don't let unrighteousness dwell in your tents. So, you know, that person who's all, I know you think you're righteous. I know you think you're blameless. But there's got to be something you did. If you could just figure out what that is and fix it, I'm sure you'd be fine. Surely you shall lift up your face without spot. Yes, you shall be steadfast and shall not fear, for you shall forget your misery. You shall remember it like waters that have passed away. Life shall be clearer than the noonday. If you would just confess the secret sin that you're hiding and acknowledge that God's doing what he's supposed to do and that this is what you need right now and he's doing it for your good, you could be fine. Things could get back to normal. Life shall be clearer than the noonday. Though there is darkness, it shall be as the morning. You shall be secure because there is hope. Yes, you shall search and shall take your rest in safety. Also, you shall lie down and no one shall make you afraid. Yes, many shall court your favor, but the eyes of the wicked shall fail. They shall have no way to flee. Their hope shall be the giving up of the spirit. So by your despair, you reveal yourself to be unrighteous if you could just get that hope back confess that sin we don't need to know what it is but clearly God's showing that you have one Job 12 then Job answered no doubt but you are the people and wisdom shall die with you so you know it's a you know everything. If you, if all of this that you're saying is wisdom, then when you die, there'll be no more wisdom. But I have understanding as well as you. I'm not inferior to you. So basically, he's saying, "Oh, you want to talk theology? Okay, we can have that talk. Yeah. Let's go." He says, "Yes. Who doesn't know such things as these? Right. I am like one who is a joke to his neighbor. I who called on God." And he answered, the just, the blameless man is a joke. In the thought of him who is at ease, there is contempt for misfortune. And, and really, 
with what we were talking about last week, he's saying, I know that what I'm going through makes you uncomfortable. I know that you look at me and you say, oh, Job who was always righteous, Job who taught us about God, Job who stood, stood steadfast on his hope and his faith, and, and he, he offered sacrifices just in case there was a sin, and we've all admired Job, and now we look at him and go, really? That's where that righteousness leads you? And he's saying, I know I make you uncomfortable. In, uh, it is ready for them whose foot slips. That contempt of their misfortune. So we're just waiting for the righteous to fall. We're just watching them and going, I don't know, they look like they're good, but I bet they got something that's going to trip them up eventually. And we're just waiting for that and moment. And then when they have a joke moment, they're like, aha. Yep, gotcha. I knew it. I knew you couldn't be as righteous as you said. I knew it. I knew you just looked good. It was all on the outside. Because, like, there's been certain people that I know that found God in jail, and I, I, I've been guilty of going, yeah, let's see what happens when we get out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, find them in there. Yeah. Like, because in my mind, I guess I'm just like, you're about to be bad having access to all your sins. It definitely makes it harder. So now are you really going to be reaching for that Bible, or are you going to be reaching for this over here? It's actually why, though, a lot of people do things to go back, because it's it is easier. Yeah, it's yeah. easier to not do wrong things when there's no wrong things in, your in front of you. And it's easier to listen when you can't go nowhere. Yeah. Right, nothing. right. But sit there. And you know what's interesting is that's a true challenge. is when you, when you go through Job moments, though, that's the true challenge too. When yes. you come out the other side of it, it's. It, I find that it's a lot easier. To live in that manna moment of, and no, God's going to come because he's got it. If he doesn't, that's it. If he doesn't show up, I'm over. I'm done. And, and it, sometimes I find that easier than when everything's going really well, making sure that I'm checking in with God about the decisions. And well, you know, obviously what I'm doing is what God wants me to do because he keeps letting it go on and, you know. And then you go back through another little, and you're like, oh, maybe not. You know, oh, I'm Job again. Okay, I guess I messed that up. Let's see. And, and really, and that's, that's Job's conflict because he knows that he's frail and he's human. And he knows that he does. He's the one offering the sacrifices just in case something maybe happened. But that's the whole point. He goes, I offered the sacrifice just to, I, I took into account the things I don't know and can't prevent. Right. I considered, I know who I am. I know I'm clay. I know I'm the creation, not the creator. I get that. But I thought I was doing the stuff I was supposed to do. I thought I was blame. you know, I, 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 Still think I'm blameless before God because unless somebody shows me that there was something I didn't know to do, and if you if you have that, could you show me? Because I'll do it. <laughs> but don't challenge God's character and don't challenge my character. Yeah. So he says, I'm not inferior to you. If somebody is as bad as because now we're on twelve, so everything has already happened to Job. His family, his children, his wife, his property. His yeah, and his wife didn't die. She left him because he wouldn't curse God. Yeah. 
And that's Faithfulness. all that is horrible. Yes. And these friends have the audacity. Why can't they just come and comfort you, Job? Why can't they just come and say, Job, I don't know why this has happened to right. you, but I know our God is faithful. And I know that he is with you right now, even though all this has happened. And I know he's with you right now because I'm here and he sent me here and I'm going to sit here with you. Yeah. What can I do to help you? Is there anything I can Can I get those sores on your back? You know, even if you can't, right. If you can't do nothing, can can I read the Bible to you? Can I play some music for you? I think that's what makes Mother Teresa so amazing to me. I know. She went to the Job's. And she just loved them and ministered to them. And then said, what'd she say when she's with those people? She feels closest to God. Yeah. They're suffering and dying. And she says, what do you feel closest and, and I think that's because she's taking God to them. She's the messenger. She's the diplomat. She's from the kingdom. Functioning with his authority. Sent for his purposes. chose to do that. Yeah. Chose to do that. Yeah. Because in the thought of him who's at ease, there is contempt for misfortune. It is ready for them whose foot slips. The tents of robbers prosper. Those who provoke God are secure, who carry their God in their hands. Now you can provoke God when it's nothing but a cheap idol that you picked up at the market. Right. You want to go provoke your piece of wood, you go right ahead. Yeah. You want to have your God over there that you tell what to do. And then you want to mock me because my God's bigger than that and I'm suffering and you think, he should have just, he should have picked my God. My God's not making me suffer. Let me dust it off. So see, that's been since almost the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have accepted Christ into my life and ask him to forgive me. Now it's easy street from here on. That's right. I don't know why they read that out there. I don't know. They don't they read do Job. They do sell it to you, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know why? Because that gets better offerings. Yeah. Because huh? people want people want to pay for that message. That? Yes. That's absolutely. And the more and the more people pay for it. And, and that, is, that is the whole point. The idea that that's the whole idea of sowing a seed. Yeah. If you make me rich, God will make you rich. And that's how you know God loves you. And if you're not getting rich, then maybe God doesn't love you enough. You should put a little more money in, show him how serious you are. These are the most popular teachings today. Yes. Because if you have to choose between worshiping God or mammon, and you can't worship both, our society very happy to put a wig on mammon. <laughs> And, and carry it in their hands and say, and say, you know, my money made me rich. I'm comfortable. You and that, that God you can't see. And the crazy thing about it is it's like the quail in the desert. Yeah. will let you have it in abundance. Yeah. Why don't you gorge on this? Yeah. Why don't you gorge on your comfort? Oh, my gosh. That's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if that's what you want. So he says, but ask the animals now, and they shall teach you. The birds of the sky, and they shall tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach you. The fish of the sea shall declare to you. Who doesn't know that in all these the Lord's hand has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Doesn't the ear try words, even as the palate tastes its food? 
With aged men is wisdom, in length of days understanding. And, and why? Because they've been through more. They've seen more. They get the paradox. They get the paradox of, I am going through a horrible thing. God loves me. Right. How do I reconcile that? I can't. Right. I can't. And I can't reconcile it for me, and I can't reconcile it for anybody else. Right. Because I do not have the mind of God. Right. I mean, I, my mind is being remade and renewed into having the mind of Messiah. But I don't get, you know, process going on and becoming more, more conformed to his image, the more I'm able to say, I don't know. Because, because the paradox is, is where the wisdom is. Because at the point you accept the paradox and stop trying to resolve it, then you can say, how can I bring God into the situation? What can God teach me as I go through this? Not that he did it, for you to learn, because there's lots of things that he could teach you the same lesson with. But since that happened, what can you show me in this? Yeah. How can you grow me? How can I get closer to you? Mm-hmm. How, how can I accept greater paradox? Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, the, the wisdom of, <laughs> what were we saying the other day? That the, the wisdom of age is just being tired. Yeah. <laughs> wisdom yeah. is just being tired. Yeah, so, somebody else can fight that fight, whatever. <laughs> I don't have it in me. (laughs) My days are getting short and I don't have the energy, so I'm going to focus on something good. Right. With God is wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. Behold, he breaks down and it can't be built again. He imprisons a man and there can be no release. Behold, he withholds the waters, and they dry up. Again he sends them out, and they overturn the earth. With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped. He makes judges fools. He loosens the bond of kings. He binds their waist with a belt. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows the mighty. He removes the speech of those who are trusted and takes away the understanding of the elders. Everything you think you know, you get to learn you don't know. know. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belt of the strong. He uncovers deep things out of darkness and brings out to light the shadow of death. He increases the nations, and he destroys them. He enlarges the nations, and he leads them captive. He takes away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth and causes them to wander in a wilderness where there is no way. They grope in the dark without light. He makes them stagger like a drunken man. And that was Job, right? This is Job. We rock. Ah. It was all because you were on the overhead. Saw you. No, he just was. He likes the timeline up. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He mailed. That's right. That's right. 
And, and not, you know, I don't, not to leave it on a depressing note, but really to leave it on that, that paradox. Mm-hmm. Because what do all those things that he just listed have in common? They're the things that we think are important. They're the things that we think are evidence of God's favor. Mm-hmm. They're the things that we think are worthwhile and worthy of pursuit and, and evidence that, that, you know, obviously God made you a prince. You're, you're, more impor- you're important. You know, maybe not more important than the king, but you're important. You're up there. You're, you're the next king. I'm going to be. And, and those are the people that we show favor to. We go, you know, we go to them and, because we want their favor. And what he's saying is those things that we value are not the things that God values. Yeah. And wisdom comes from those things being taken away and us coming to understand God's value. God's value is, you know, honestly, God's value, God, God's The, one of the most amazing things, and, and I think this is the heart of the gospel, is God will sit on the dung heap with you. And, and when you really think about that, think about all the types of people that we value, all the status symbols, all the things, when you understand that the God and creator of the universe who is so far above us that we truly cannot fathom him, will come and sit on the trash heap with you and not condemn you. It just makes me want to cry. Like it's just like I'm starting to tear up thinking about this because because his friends (laughs) who are trapped in bodies that also suffer can't even muster that level of compassion. And that's, that's what Yeshua did. You know, and that's, that's what Hebrews is trying to say. And sometimes when we hear a verse over and over and we quote it and it kind of loses its meaning, you know, it becomes like wah, 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 and we can quote it and, and, and we know what it means and we don't think about it anymore. But when Hebrews is saying, he, you know, he left his throne and came down in the presence of a man, you know, in the form of a man, lived among us, died because of us and for us. And we go, you know, may we never lose the awe of that. May we never make him common. And, and you know, yes, yes, we are given the picture of God as our husband. Yes, we are given the picture of God as our father and God as our mother and God as, as you know, the lamb and the scapegoat. And we have all these images. And sometimes we get frustrated because this image fails us or we can't figure out how he's that image in this situation. Because, because in reality, he's not, I mean, he is daddy father all the time but he isn't limited to being daddy father. And if we can't understand why can't we see him as daddy father in this situation, well, maybe he's being scapegoat or judge or redemption or whatever. And, and 
very the very idea that we can bring charge. And this is why Job is saying, I'm both sharing the depths of the pain of my soul and acknowledging that I don't really think I have a right <laughs> to declare this. Yeah. But this is where I am. It, and, it kind of made me think about what Tanya was saying about yeah. the situation with Mark. Mm -hmm. Job is a good one for us to remember when we're raising kids, too. Yeah. Because, you know, God shows a lot of compassion and love, and we need to extend that to our children, even though we've told them a hundred times. I know. Well, oh, I'm not, not yeah, I get the frustration. Or, I yeah. But I didn't even say it. That yeah. was my point. Or move their hand. And maybe move his hand. But when he was young, like grief, I wouldn't just say, stop running. I'd make him stop running. Mm -hmm. Now that he's older, if I say, stop running, he will stop. He does. Right. He stops dead in his right. He's like, oh, I can comprehend. Right. Stop running. And the rule of the house is, don't run in the house. Right. But, like, I think I had called you that day when I was like, this boy. But then Mark do? He ran in the house. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say anything. I actually saw him doing it, but he thought he was getting away with it. It was hilarious because he was dark like this, mm -hmm. dark like that. And I'm watching TV, and at the corner of my eye, I'm like, does he not know that I can see him? And sometimes he doesn't. Like, God is like that. Uh -huh. Do you not know that I can right. I see him? Right. And so next thing I know, because we had all four in that house, he went, bam. And it went, mm. So that's like him running to me going, right. you hurt me. Why right. didn't you do that? Why didn't you stop me? Didn't you see me running? Why did you do that? But that's what we'll do to God. We'll be right. zooming. Like, he doesn't see me. He doesn't see me. I know. And then you I seem to be getting away with this. Yes. Woo, look at me. Maybe God's okay with this and now. You, maybe in this context yourself. it works. Because God, God probably, maybe, I don't know, but just how I felt was, I'm not going to get up and physically make you stop running. Right. I have told you, I have physically stopped you before, we have yeah. talked about it, you know the rule. Right. So now I feel like maybe you have to experience that, right. like, not that I don't have compassion. No, I know. Maybe and, he has to, and, and you know ever since then, I said, babe, did you learn something? Yeah. And he goes, I wish you were in the house. And so now, now he gets that it. moment, when he was ready to run, he went and got his shoes and was like, Mom, I want to run around and go outside. And I that's awesome. No, exactly. No, I do. And yeah, and the reason the reason I was challenging you, I just, I know what, like, you're going through so much right now. Right. And and I just, I know when, my, when I was going through a rough place, it was hard for me to hear that they were all still babies, even though they were, because... I needed them to not be because it was too much right. and I couldn't oh. deal with it. And, and I just, and I want, I just want you to know that I have great empathy and compassion for that. And I pray yeah. for your strengthening in that because it's also, I realized when I was doing that, it's because I was feeling overwhelmed yeah. and I wasn't feeling, I needed somebody to take care of me. And there were all these little needy people who needed yeah. me to find energy and muster it. Well, and it's hard. I feel that it is. One night, I was just, I, for me, I failed my class. Everybody else is like, what's your problem? You got like a 70-something. For me, that's right. failing. Right. Because I was a straight-A student to that point. Right. So I found out that I, in my mind, failed it. Mm -hmm. And I broke down because I was just like, now I want to fail my class. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. this and that with my husband, this and that with my kids, the right. job here, job there, live here, live there. And now in this class, you know, the teacher that, for, in my mind, failed me, okay? So, and I had gotten an F on my final project. She gave me like 42%, and I put way more work into it than that. And I thought, is she for real? I want to so bad to challenge you, but I just don't have the strength. So, I just went to the bathroom that night. Because it's passing. Don't, you know, it's like, I'm not going to waste the energy. I passed, whatever. So, I started bawling, though, because it still hurt my feelings. I right. Hurt. Right. But... Um, like I was like telling her dad one time when I was kind of going off on a tangent. I'm like, you get to break down whatever it is you need to do in this process, but I have these three literally. Right, I don't get to do it. So right. I'm up here breaking down thinking it's like cool. 9, 9, 30. I just found this out. They've been in the bed since 8. I'm in the clear zone. No, because next thing I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. I just want one minute. I'm not putting this responsibility on him. And I take care of Scott. I was like, they are not his children. He will be a child when I get home. And it's That's hard right. not to be upset because it's like, look who does get Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. Like, are you serious? Like, you didn't make that? Yeah. And but you that's, can't even share responsibility. Can't even do it without you, bro. But I also... And that's where I ask God to give me grace. But I... And the thing... So bad. So badly. I just want to be like... But the thing I think from, from today, the thing that that makes stand out in my mind is when Job says, it's easy to think that everything is great and that you're being blessed by your God for what you're doing when you carry your God in your hand. When, you're, when you, what you're worshiping is that idol carved out of wood... And you're getting all these blessings, all right? These and and like, really, doing great. and the pro, and the thing is, the reason that we're not supposed to to not, and I'm not, I, the word jealousy is not the message. Like I'm not saying you're jealous, but I, but I the know. reason, but uh, no, I, I understand. I, I said that. But like, but I don't like, want to say jealous. it in a. You get to go break down and do whatever, and I can't. Break but down. I don't want to say it in like a condemning. Oh, you're just jealous kind of way. But the reason that God says that we that we. And this is why I, why I don't, the word, like we shouldn't be jealous, even though I hate the word shouldn't, um, because we just are what we are. But what God's trying to show us is you can't look at the surface yes. and think that what they're getting is a blessing or that, that they're getting away with something. Because I know, but this is there's not very much in there. You need to go get a water. Ask Mr. Bill to get you no, a water. He'll get no, you a water. She messed up your It's not. Care. It's okay. It's not in her mouth. I don't want her to swallow. No, it's not in her mouth. Give me that and go ask Mr. Bill. He'll give you your own water. Do you I want your own water? Go get your own water. Yeah, go ask Mr. Bill. He'll get it for you. Go ask him. But she wants a water bottle. She wants a water bottle like Rabbi Crystal. Because I'm cool. She wants to be like me. <laughs> yeah, they like to go crunch. Oh, I know. Crunch, I'm like taking the other bottles. 
But but the thing is, it looks like he's getting away with all of this. It's it looks like he got the low end of the stick, actually. Right. He's but when I talked to him, and he kind of yeah. Then so I, then part of it was like. It's kind of like I was, I was, I don't remember if I was telling you this, I was talking with someone the other day about how, how there are, there are situations that people who've gone through them are the only ones who can really understand them. And, and you have to be careful who you ask advice from or, or seek out for encouragement because people can only give you what they can give you. And, and so, um. I know you know, the, some people say, oh, God, right. ABCD, well, right. and like one example, between him and I are right. But the, the example, the example that I given was, you know, in parenting forums, when people come in and they're talking about a problem they're having with a child who is clearly more, more high need, more intense, whatever. You always have that new mom of one toddler who comes in and goes, but I just explained to my son that I didn't like when they did that. Have you tried that? You know, and then you go, "Mm." but you know what? But I, but I always go, I I would go, my, my inclination is to go, oh, I hope your next kid (laughs) teaches you. But then I stopped one day and I went, no, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you because maybe they've got the easy child because that's all they can handle. And I'm not going to wish a hard child on them if you don't think they can handle it. Did you hear that? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were younger, she would be like, oh, y'all have kids, you're going to get a tits. <laughs> but you are, though, because they're, that you made them. They're you. Yeah. They're you. Little you's walking She'd around. Like, oh, y'all just. <laughs> but this, but this is the thing. You can't. You can't. You know, when when you haven't gone through it. But that and that's the whole thing. Job's friends have never been where he is. where he is. They yeah, don't the get it. Shoes. But at the same time, I was trying to tell y'all. At the same time, yeah. Yeah. Come uh, on. It was just funny. But at the same Bring time, them. I feel like people have walked as similar mm-hmm. um, look at you as if oh that's the same because I went through no right and theirs like, is different like, it's oh, different people right it's completely different like, well and that's they'll, they'll judge you and start coming at you as if I know all of it because right this is what let me tell you what we did well and part of and part of <laughs> But part of the um, what happened? She had an explosion. Oh, oh, I nice! I kept smelling something. You did. But you know, remember what I told you? I've been breastfeeding her since yes. I got with her, and I was like, "Wow, she's gonna have an easy poop." Yeah, I'm not gonna even know that she. Yep. Poop. There you go. And, there and it doesn't smell that much. No. But but the thing is, the thing you have to keep in mind also about Job's friends, and and this is why what we can take away with compassion from this story is Job's friends, their theology, they need their theology to be right because they take comfort in that. Like what I was saying about that conversation. Right. I take comfort in what I eat and what I wear. So my theology needs to be right for me. Right. And, and if, because, because really what they're saying to Job, okay, what they're saying to Job is your situation makes me uncomfortable yep. if your theology is right. Yeah. So if your theology is right and this is still happening, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know where I stand. I don't know how to reconcile this. So I'm going to suggest that your theology should shift because with this theology, what you're going through makes sense. With this theology, I can reconcile it. And, and their frustration is with Job's refusal to reject his theology. <laughs> his refusal to say, you're right, God's random, he doesn't care, well, he started the world and left it. Uh, you, you know, that, that's got to be it. That, that, that would make this make sense. Right, and that's like my conversation when I said, you know what, you guys, to each their own, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. If that's where you're at, that's fine. Remember I told you I left the right. petition alone, and then I kept getting all those verses from Romans. Yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, remember I told you I was so frustrated. Yeah. I'm like, that's not God. Yeah. Who is that? That's a, a Paul. That's yeah. Paul. Like, yeah. Like, I'm all mad. I told you I was so frustrated <laughs> because I kept reading the comments like, oh, yeah. and I wanted to answer back, but. Something in me was like, don't dig me. It's right pros now. before swine. That's what Ter- my Auntie Teresa told me that. She yep. said, you know why you didn't answer? It's because God was trying to tell you to stop throwing your pearls right. before a swine. And that's said, the thing. If you answer that? the question someone's not asking, they won't hear the answer. Yeah. No, exactly. And they weren't. They just kept coming out. And sometimes they're even, they look like they're asking the question because they're saying the, the words, but they're not. Was that dream we went over? Mm-hmm. Crystal, I was dying inside. I kept just... <laughs> I know. Why don't you keep reading? And I follow New Testament laws. What laws are the Ten Right. What did she rewrite the Ten Commandments? Yeah. What are you talking about? And in my mind, I'm like, do they not know that the New Testament was written after his death? Therefore, he wasn't studying the New Testament. Right. He was studying. Well, the and and frankly, was Paul was writing the New Testament, not studying it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do the blessing, close us out, and we can can keep chatting. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen. Really? How does your